0: Snap And the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen Watts Jackson, and he scores! This is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! NIL, which is short for name, image, and... Podcast.
1: Welcome back to, what is this, episode four, 15, I think? Yeah, episode 15 of naming mission podcast as always i'm your host kyle big shouts to big jj last week michigan fan uh was kind enough to join us or join me for the preview pod for michigan michigan state and uh did a great job so big shouts to big jj much appreciated but back in the old captain seat is the one and only big mike we big try mike to Hayden. we
0: try to get back in the saddle by aerosmith but they wanted too much money we don't we don't have right. the royalties to pay for that. Uh yeah, no. Shout out big JJ for uh, filling in for your boy. Uh but that's where the shout out stop cuz you lost. So.
1: Yeah, and apparently all I have are friends who are just big, right? <laughs> I got big JJ, big Mike, Jesus. Yeah. Now, so hold, on, just, hold uh, on, hold on. Just surround myself on. with big
0: people. Who's the biggest of the bigs here? <laughs> is big, I could think Big JJ got his name because he was like a bigger brother to you type situation. He, I mean, I mean he's pretty,
1: he's pretty large, pretty large right, Polish right, man. Right, he's right, you know right, six, right. about sixty two. It's just he's got the big paws. I'm, I'm telling you, the guy's got the biggest hands I think I've ever seen. So there you go. Uh, but but enough of uh, man hands. Uh, we are naming <clears> this <throat> podcast. We are primarily right now in college football mode, but at college basketball, Mike, it is right oh, around yeah. the corner. So, we are excited for that, but, I mean, we are absolutely into the thick of college football, and we are getting now <laughs> the to the, the business end, really, of the season, so to speak, um, with a lot of changes. The first, uh, first rendition of the 2021 college football playoff poll, or however you want to talk <laughs> about that, which, did they, I mean, boy, do they know how to drive ratings, let me tell you oh, that. Yeah. And um, just, obviously, coming off of a huge, huge college football weekend for you, boy, um, but here's what I'm noticing, Mike, you know, we, I t- we talked a little bit about the misery index at the beginning of the season, right? And you know I follow a lot of different teams and a lot of different sports fairly passionately, to a fault, absolutely, being emotionally invested in MLS teams, EPL teams, League One teams, just uh, like all, all sorts of stuff, even NFL with the Chargers. Right now, I feel like all those teams are sacrificing their wins to fuel the Michigan State hype train because your boy's down bad when it comes to everything else outside of Michigan State.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I can't speak for your EP. I can't speak for the uh, the soccer because I I do enjoy watching it, but I'm not. I can't I can't follow it like you do. Uh, Your Chargers aren't bad. I, I mean, it's not like they're rolling over and playing dead. Uh, I mean, just about. We're showing some showing some big old cracks
1: there, losing again to New England. Things are just kind of getting off the rails a little bit. But, but I digress. I don't care. Sacrifice them all right, for Michigan right, State right. at this point. Like fuel that fucking hype train. You know, Absolutely. it's you know we never thought we would be, or I would be <laughs> sitting here talking about Michigan State being number three in in the country. Michigan State, who was only predicted to win four <laughs> games this season, like what? So we'll we'll get into all that, but just first off, Mike, just in general, how are you doing?
0: You know, buddy, I'm I'm doing good. It was a it was a wonky couple of weeks. You know, we're we're back into the groove of things. Uh, heading up to Minneapolis, bright and early tomorrow. Going to go watch the mighty Gophers take on the uh, tried and true Illinois Fighting Illini. Uh, Ooh. so, you know, I don't know how we got tickets to such a heavyweight bout, but I pulled some strings and we got in, so, uh, I'll be reporting live from there. Uh, please do. Uh, yeah. I, Twitter, yeah.
1: Follow us on name image pod.
0: Cause I, you gotta be tweeting out some pictures. Yeah. From Tailgate. I, I
1: hear it's a and, really cool stadium. And, well,
0: and it's an 11 a.m. Kickoff. And apparently there's not like. There's, so there's tailgates to be had from what I've heard, but like if you're right. not part of like like the crew that like kind of like the family tradition of tailgates, everybody just goes to the bar. Which uh, I mean, I'm 100% right. Oh uh, yeah, that
1: that's probably the better, <laughs> the, the cooler option. to Be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been to situations like that. Most tailgates are, are really opening and stuff, but yeah, I've I've been to a few where it's like, oh, well, where's your wristband to get into this tailgate? It's just like it, it, right, I'm just here like to fucking drink unless like, you know somebody.
0: What? Like unless you, unless you know Daryl, who's been a lifelong Minnesota Gophers fan. Like it, you know we're. We're kind of like you know the outsiders looking in, so I'm just going to go to a bar, uh, and right. So the Twitter, the Twitter, excuse all the misspells already. I'm just going to ask you for your forgiveness on that because your boy will be drinking Miller Lights like it's water. But uh, and that's why exciting, I, was gonna, I was going to I was
1: going to say, speaking of tailgates, I'm telling you, Mike, Utah versus Oregon, Saturday, November twentieth. That is when we have to go to at least go to the tailgate because that's that's going to honestly that's going to be a huge game. Um, especially with the playoff implications, like Utah really is the, the last kind of remaining test. I guess Oregon State's still really good for, for Oregon, but we'll, we'll, we'll get all, we'll get to that. But I really, I just want to put it on record right now. I really want to at least go to that tailgate. Um, at least
0: I, I I want to go to the game to be honest. Right, right. And, and I'm going to let you finish. I'll be out of town on the 20th, uh, (laughs) You motherfucker! What are you doing I got, then? I one of our loyal uh, listeners, Steve, is also welcoming a, a child into this world. So he's sort of a little poker party diaper, whatever. Like we're, we're bringing diapers, and you know, it's just gonna be a little soirée. So uh, fuck them kids! You know? oh, yeah, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Fuck them! Fuck them! How many kids you got, Kyle? <laughs> just one. Don't you possess a just child?
1: A blast. <laughs> Uh yeah no it's, it's awesome uh but fine sure whatever I'll go hang out with my I'm, I'm big JJ will fly out and go to that no I no, bet no. take take so, Colby
0: I'm, take your your Dune friends you go take one that's, of those that's what,
1: Colby's for nerd stuff all right you're for my you know my dose of testosterone all <laughs> right. I got low T over here. God, Jesus <laughs> Christ! So have fun with that. There goes, there goes my. Listen, challenge. listen. No.
0: We're not ruling anything out. You know, we'll, we'll keep it on the docket because uh, I got to go back for Thanksgiving anyways, and that's just too much time to be away. Yeah. I can't board the dogs for that long. I mean, dog boarding's expensive. True uh, but anyway, True Kyle, how's uh, I know big weekend. Uh, we could probably segue off for the weekend if you want to talk a little uh, Sparty versus Wolverines. But overall, how you feeling? How you doing? How's it going down there? Good. Going,
1: honestly, it's going pretty well. Uh, Applied for a new position at work earlier this week, so that's always kind of exciting. Uh, you never know how, how that can go, so I should find out soon. Hopefully, they fucking just pay me what I feel like I'm worth. But, boy, isn't that just the, the millennial and uh, capitalistic society, But, hey, right? Verizon, over, if you're listening— Overworked, underpaid. <laughs>
0: Verizon, if you're listening, Kyle loves his job. He's very— Absolutely. you know, this Listen, no disrespect to the Verizon gods. Don't turn my phone off. I pay too much for it. Right, well, I, I'm still with, I, I'd
1: still be with them No, no, right, but I mean, yet, you but, can't
0: be ungrateful right. for what you got, Kyle All Right,
1: right you know? exactly um, But no, outside of that, I really really can't complain Really can't complain, Just uh, it's my wife's birthday today so shout- Oh, big is it? Shouts to, uh, oh yeah, big shout-outs to Emma uh, oh. 29 Can I come down your house hot, and get drunk later? Fucking MILF, MILF zone over here, so uh, Yeah, sure, might as well oh, okay, Yeah, so uh, happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Emma So, that's a lot of fun uh, we're going out to Tona Sushi later in Ogden. Ooh, can't fucking wait for that. Place is bomb. So, shout-outs to Tona Sushi. Uh, but anyways, let's first, uh, let's just kind of get into some general news, and then we're going to talk about the playoff a little bit and just kind of the ridiculousness of that. And then we'll talk Michigan State, Michigan recap. And then kind of talk a little bit about the games upcoming, but really just about the... Kind of the landscape of college football as we're as we're moving into mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks left, really. Um, but it boy is it crunch time, and there's just I, I feel like maybe it is like this every season, but you know it's different when your team's kind of in the mix. But I feel like there are quite a lot of scenarios, and chances are it's just gonna be chalked and it's just gonna be the same shit that you know Alabama, Georgia, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's still at least a lot of potential for chaos. So, but okay. speaking of chaos, there's a certain certain news story, excuse me, that uh, came across the old tickler file there that uh, that you you were just dying to discuss, <laughs> almost chomping at the bit, so to
0: speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, if it, if it wasn't associated to any other football program other than Texas, I mean, I would still love to talk about it, but just the fact that it's associated to Texas because, you know, talk Texas. Uh, and we we won't spend a ton of time on it because I know everybody's probably already heard about it, but the it's the special teams coach right? I've tried, I had it up and right. I lost it somewhere. Uh, left so long story short, left his uh, wife and I believe he had a family. Married right. a stripper nicknamed the Pole Assassin, which I mean that's a fantastic stripper name. If you have to if you're gonna be a stripper, the stage presence with Pole Assassin is uh, it's off the charts. Uh, pole assassin has a monkey, and apparently trick or treaters making their bouts, uh, and one of the the monkey attacked one of one of yeah. said trick or treaters. <laughs> so, oh. so yeah, yeah. The story I heard was that
1: uh, you know they, they obviously have a nice, probably lavish little living living environment, but they have a little enclosure in the backside of the house that was supposedly pretty well marked off, saying like you know. Stay the fuck away, right? This isn't part of the exhibit or that's part of the, away the, the from haunted pole house. Assassin's monkey. Uh yeah, and I guess, yeah, but there's three monkeys. There's three monkeys uh on the property. So we're not sure which monkey it was. You know, because there's the monkey that that everybody knows that she performs with things like that, but obviously the monkey's gotta have friends. So, you know, it could have been any of the monkeys, probably just you know, a little, little backup, right? So, I mean, there's yeah, multiple monkeys out here. Just we don't know, but yeah, we just I, I think the most fascinating part really was, you know, being the special teams coordinator for sure. But just the idea of leaving your wife and family. I just right. like all like you must have been really fucking horny at that. Strip club. Oh, I mean, just God. like the horniest person on, on the fucking planet. Right.
0: Right. Like even like even, you know, guy, you know, men in general, like. So, like don't get me wrong. Like it's it's not above us to you know take a peek and be like wow like you know, that's a good looking woman over there, but to leave your your family Kyle, I want you to envision that you look at Emma and say I am leaving you Emma and child to go uh, hook up with pole assassin. Like I just I can't I'm not even that, that stand up of a guy, but that to me is just absurd. <laughs> I mean
1: at least it's not just your run of the mill you know hey and we we are all about. Women doing whatever the fuck they want. No, right? They want if that—that's the way they want to be. More power to you. Like that is absolutely. You're right. There is no shaming here whatsoever. And at least it's not just kind of your run of the mill, like you know, crystal down at Southern Exposure here in Salt Lake City. Like we're talking about, like a top notch. Uh, a stage performer uh, that that actually brings in some like unique aspect. I mean, a monk. Yeah, I I would have been just sprung probably as well. But I am very happily married and uh, couldn't. I I've, I've never been to a strip club. You, Hands up. Hey, that's that's hey, that's i hate. I've been to one. I hold myself in higher regard than all
0: of you. So <laughs> I, you know, you guys are all dirty heathens. <laughs> I've, I've been to I've been to one that our dear friend uh, Ben Larson's uncle owns, and boy, was was that an experience. Lucky you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been we've, we've been to Twin Peaks, which isn't isn't too
1: far off. I feel, but but yeah, like I said, I've never been to one, so I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm gonna, if I do ever go to one, I'm gonna walk in, and see a, a a professional stage performer and
0: a monkey on stage, and be like, this is the one. Kyle, you it. you being my you know dear best friend, know that if you start mixing titties with exotic animals, oh, I yeah. can't resist. Like if I. <laughs> If I go to the zoo and like there, you know, like my aunt has her her breasts out on display, I could I could have a heart attack at any given moment just from high <laughs> heart rate. Like it's a good good a good boob day, not physically out and you know, no, right, closed. right, but like you know, but, like like she, you know, maybe maybe like you know, on her period or whatever, whatever the time of the month is that those bad boys puff up a little bit. I mean, I, I'm prone to have a heart attack and just croak on the spot out of pure joy. Yeah, th-
1: yeah, I, I th- yeah monkeys and and. Titties. I mean, there's not really. I can't really think of anything
0: else. But no. this, listen, yeah. listen. If, I hope. I hope. You know. I hope all all is well that ends well. But if they start peeling the layers back on this, and there's like more, you know, more wrongdoing going on, and this kind of spurred all this, it has to be a documentary. I need to see the Pole Assassin documentary. Like at least it's a thirty for thirty. Right. Right. I, I, like you know. What if I told you an innocent trick or treating outing ended in you know titties and monkey attacks? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who? Who knows? But yeah, that was a uh, that
1: was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Wild story there to kind of break it up. But yeah, Texas is just kind of. A little bit of a surprise, Texas, a little bit off the rails, you know. But <laughs> oh four four, it's just yeah. Talk about, I can't, I just honestly can't think of a worse head coaching job. I, no. I really honestly can't because the expectations are just so high, and it's right. just they can't get out of their own way. I feel like, but right. whoever can figure that out, good for them. Well, but
0: and now, that, and now, like you, you look further down the road, and and I think at the time when when Oklahoma and Texas announced that they want to, you know, kind of defect over to the SEC, I think in in the most positive light it was okay like they're going to join you know the SEC competition pool like they'll be at a higher level of competition they'll be able to recruit in that kind of SEC base a little bit better but to your point you make a good point what player is going to want to go play for that when you when you know you're you're in the ranks of the Nick Sabans and you know like Kirby Smart like I I just don't understand who could look at that spot And the volatility That kind of goes into Being a Texas head coach From the beginning And be like Yeah like that's That's where I want to go Like I just don't know And
1: the funny And people are like Oh well the money Like now that With NIL And the boosters And this and that And it's like Sure, like you might be able to attract a few top talents right. with like with some money, but then then you're just got a team of mercenaries, right? Exactly. That are just there for the dollar. As exactly. soon as something goes south, they're gone. They have no loyalty, right? It's, it's just, so it's, you have to have that mix of like you got the money in the bag, exactly. But you also have a culture and that people want to be around that produces success and successful young men not only in football but outside of football. That's that's the balance you got to strike. Unless you're Alabama, which Alabama does do that. To be honest, I mean Alabama is like that that to a T where it's like they right. got the culture Nick Saban really makes these guys uh you know into for the most part ups- upstanding young men even outside of college football but yeah you gotta Texas has not found that balance yet because they're they're just like oh we got the oil money let's just throw it around everywhere and and it'll eventually work and it's like yeah you got to build a culture and I don't know if right. Keith Sarkeesian the Fucking drunken fight on guy
0: is, uh, is really going to be able to build that culture. I just don't see that happening. No, and I, and I think that to your point that you make about, you know, if you just kind of buy in 100% to like, hey, come to Texas because the NIL deals down here, like you'll you'll be wealthy as an 18-year-old. I think that you start running into problems kind of with, and I know the Spencer Rattler situation is a little different just because he purely sucked and kind of lost his job. But I think if you start getting dudes like that to where you know like they cut they kind of buy in on the basis that they're going to make a lot of money and everything like that, and then things kind of start going south for Texas and maybe like you know like they have a bad season and they, you know hinky losses here and there, then your locker room is just going to turn on itself and just implode. Like right. it, it Spencer Rattlers over there deleting University of Oklahoma out of the Instagram, making it so much bigger of a deal than it needs to be for an Oklahoma team that needs to do everything it possibly can to squeak into the college football playoffs the last thing you need is just distractions like that let alone in a program like texas where there is just unreasonable expectations for these kids so i just i to bring it a full circle to your point i don't know what coach looks at that and thinks i could turn it around like i I just don't know
1: (laughs) yeah like i said you're gonna have to i i think someone like um uh, Campbell, Dan, not Dan Campbell, because he's the Lions. Guy. <laughs> the other Campbell, I, Iowa State. Like he, I think he would be a good candidate because you know, if you're at Iowa State finding success, you're obviously building a culture, and, and you know they're they're recruiting decently. Right, well. but, but yeah, the, I, I think it's, it is just a mess. I it's think there just, is. You
0: make a good point. I think the stipulation with that though is that he has to, like, he has to put some bargaining chips in his pocket when he makes those that deal and say, I need X amount of years. Because he has success but it, it wasn't you know an instantaneous turnkey like he, they were off and running he, he built that program layered it up and kind of brought in all the pieces he wanted so as long as you can go in and, and I think now that you say Campbell Campbell's a great example as long as you could go in and you can set the expectation like hey like I need four years or I need a full recruiting cycle under my belt of my guys I think then yes like probably but I I just I don't know if Texas, is willing to do that because they want right. to be relevant so bad. And it's, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, and the only way that you guarantee that is with having a,
1: like, a huge buyout. And as we've seen, it doesn't matter. Like, you could have like, a billion-dollar buyout and the boosters would somehow find find the money.
0: Right, right. right. So, so I, I guess if you're finding a coach who's just there for the money, which I, I, we're not going to call anybody into question like, oh, you're just in it for the money. There are coaches out there who just want to make a living and make a very good living at that. And so, sure, like they're going to continue to recycle all the Sarkeesian-esque type guys who have kind of been affiliated with, you know, maybe historically successful or kind of like flash-in-the-pan success. But if you really want to turn it around, to your point, a Campbell-type guy would be the best bet, but you're going to have to buy into the long burn, especially joining the SEC. Right. Right. So, anyways, yeah, the
1: monkey story turned into analyzing the uh, head coaching <laughs> situation. Dude, just, get, at, get, uh, just, just fucking of give Texas the monkey the headset. That.
0: Put the monkey on the headset.
1: H- right, agreed. Fuck. Agreed. So, so, the other big news, honestly, obviously, was the unveiling of the, the first 2021 Woo-hoo! college football playoff ranking. And it is as follows, obviously. Uh, George is sitting there at uh, numero uno, right? And that's, right. yeah, big fucking surprise. Yeah. Um right. Alabama, one loss Alabama, mind you, sitting at number two. Um, You know, I can't say that's not warranted (laughs) because it's (laughs) it's fucking Alabama. Um, And then uh, just sitting there, sitting pretty at number three is uh, our good old Michigan State Spartans.
0: Go green, go white, baby.
1: Dude, I cannot even just – it feels like a fever dream at this point, but boy, oh, boy, do we still have a lot of work to do. So – Correct. Um, yeah, Michigan State uh, coming off the heels of a, a huge win um, against the University of Michigan. Uh, following them is at number four is Oregon, which, you know, I God, you, I just kind of forgot almost that, like, Oregon, I guess, is still winning. I don't think they've been winning necessarily very pretty. No. Um, but the win over Ohio State's obviously carrying a lot of weight there. Um, and that follows up. Number five is Ohio State at 7-1, um, followed by Cincinnati. Yep. So... Yeah, a, a lot to kind of uh, unpack there, but what what are your kind of initial assessment of, what do you think of just the, the college football ranking, the, the spectacle kind of that it is uh, as a whole?
0: Well, we, as we were setting up to record, you know, you kind of already alluded to it, it was, it's like, I think your exact quote was, boy, do they know how to drive rankings, which is... 100% what this is, and I do think there's a contingency of people forget that this is just like, you know, the first, like, hey, this is our projection, just throw it out there. And I know it does carry some weight, but like, this is all super subject to change. Uh, knee-jerk reaction is the the Cincinnati at six was a very, very intentional move. Of all the rankings in this thing, Cincinnati was a very intentional move. And I think it's just for the right. college football playoff committee to sit there and, and save their own butts uh, and... I just I, – because SMU is not ranked anymore, and I don't right, believe Houston is yeah, not ranked that, anymore. Right. So I think that they, this was a very intentional keep them on the outside looking in because, like, they're going to win out, and it, barring some sort of massive trip up. But they're going to win out, but then they're going to be able to sit there and look at their body work and be like, well, who did you beat? And it's sad. It's sad, but – at the end of the day, you know, it kind of is what it is because then you do factor in and nobody, you know, us college football purists want to pretend that it's the best teams and the best universities are going to do it. There is money involved. And I, I don't know if a Cincinnati going into the top four necessarily drives as much revenue. It might. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my first reaction is like, dang, like th- yeah. this was going to be the year on paper, but Cincinnati just falling and- short again.
1: And what's crazy is there's still much, there's still so much room for for
0: chaos and shakeup, right? Like obviously Michigan right, State, that's kind right. of like the number.
1: Michigan State and Oregon are obviously the ones that that are going to kind of flip flop there because, um, you know, for Ohio State, whose expectations every year are the playoff, um, they need Michigan State to stay undefeated. Which, <laughs> I mean, we got Purdue and Maryland coming up next. It's like you just I, obviously like, and, <laughs> and you know how I am. Obviously, I'm not going to apologize for being undefeated. Obviously no. not. No. I mean, we, and I think we have played really well. But at the same time, like I like, I know we are not the third best team in the country. Like I think we are playing very well. I think we belong in some sort of discussion. Right. Um, but you know, I think it's just one of those things where if we can get undefeated and go into Ohio State, and if they beat us, which that's kind of what I'm expecting, boom, they kind of flip flop and, and they go up there. But right. but what's interesting as well is, you know, Michigan's still very much in that as well, because you know, if Michigan State does stumble at all, um I mean Michigan State has uh, Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State, right? right? Two of those we should win against Maryland and Ohio State. But those last two, I mean, if Michigan State stumbles once against the next two teams and then loses to Ohio State or even loses to Ohio State and Penn State, and Michigan wins out, right, and they beat right. Ohio State, which I think Michigan's a good team, I mean, they could be knocking on that door as well, which is just, it just it's crazy to me. But right. then outside of that, too, at number eight, you have Oklahoma, who's undefeated. But, yep. I mean, I think out of any of the undefeated, honestly, and, and I know we have some Oklahoma fans that, that listen, but I think they're available to admit as well. You know, there's some cracks in the armor there for sure. Um, And then you have our mighty Wake Forest Demon Deacons (laughs) cruising right behind them at 8-0 as well. Uh, And then even beyond that, you have UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, who's undefeated,
0: and they're not even ranked. Right, right, but it it all goes back to and and I this is all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, like we're we're the college football committee, and we're just gonna we're gonna hide behind our big curtain here because like as you were talking about it, like to your point, you have Ohio State and you have Michigan hanging out there at five and seven, lost in the clutter of all that is the Cincinnati who. Again, controls their own destiny, but their destiny isn't going to lead them anywhere because there's just no there's not enough meat on the bone of their schedule left for them to do anything. And when you talk about Oklahoma, obviously there's there's chinks and they're winning very ugly, but they are winning. They have probably outside of obviously your you know the Michigan State and Ohio State, probably the Big Ten in general schedule just because there's so many dogs in that fight. But Oklahoma probably has the most favorable schedule remaining as far as like quality wins that are left on the board for them. And so if they win out and they win all that and they win the Big Twelve or yeah the Big Twelve, uh, they they're like you said they're prone to jump in too. So it, it's a it's it's just beautiful chaos this year because you know in Georgia Alabama is very intentional because they're going to run into each other like they do every year in the championship and we're unfortunately going to have number one number two Alabama Georgia like we it seems like we do every year but. Uh, yeah, I know. Everything after that is there's still so much room for you know chaos, and I do think there will obviously be big shakeups, especially with Michigan State, playing Ohio State and Penn State, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah. Just... And
1: especially, what's interesting is that Georgia and Alabama are also going to play. Right, but I I know the fucking ESPN and the network's wet dream is for Alabama to win that game right. because then Georgia and Alabama for sure would both get in. That's what the college right. football fans want is for Georgia to win so that Alabama falls out. Right, and God, God forbid, you know. Whoever has to play them in, like, the Capital One Bowl, I apologize, because <laughs> Michigan State's <laughs> been there, and that has not been fun either. We played them in the playoff and in, like, the random, like, Capital One Bowl, and, boy, neither one of those has been fun. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, that's kind of what the situation we all want. We want Georgia to win at this point Right. we don't right. want to see Alabama in there. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um We, we want to see fucking... some shake... We don't all want that. I mean, roll tide brother. But yeah, no, I, I, hear, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Right. I, hear I mean, it. come on too much red. Yeah, we, we can't have that much. Hey, red. we got, we got
0: some new colors in there. We got some green, green
1: and yellow. I mean, right No, So it's, it, it's fun. Like, it, like I said, if, if Michigan State was involved, usually I'd be like, "Dude, fuck the college football playoff. It's boring. Get it to fucking eight teams already. Get it to twelve teams. Right. I don't care." But right. like the current format just blows. Well, no, no. But, no I mean, no, basically,
0: but look, let's stop right there because if you look at it right now, you go to eight teams. So Oklahoma and above, everybody's in. And the conversation we are now having is, okay, eight, no, Wake Forest is really the only undefeated team outside looking in who maybe deserves a spot at the table, but they're playing a very weak ACC this year. So it's yeah, it's you know, it'll change year to year. But the eight—if you go eight and above—that encap- encapsulates everybody that we on paper believe are a playoff-worthy team. I know Notre Dame seven-one, Oklahoma State, but like those will all play themselves out. So I like, yeah, just gives right. the fucking eight teams already. Goddamn.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Because man, that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. one through eight like that, uh, and even you know, even if it's a playing game between Wake Forest and Oklahoma, something like that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's got it. Obviously, it's got it. Got to get to a little bit of a larger field but a lot of fun uh and boys there are going to be still a lot of chaos uh left so all right so um, give,
0: so i know you're you're obviously pulling for the sparties here but of all of all the te- like you know that that top 10 top 8 that are realistically in the playoff window outside of your sparties who do you hope makes the jump in like who do you I think, take the top four as it is? Who do you want to make the jump in? Obviously, Sparty is what you want to stay, but hypothetical.
1: Yeah, it's. I think for Big Ten representation, I, I think Ohio State should and probably will get in, um, only because that means that they beat Michigan, <laughs> so like, right. and, that, and that means that Michigan State's farther away. For my own selfish needs, um, but I, I, you know, I'm I'm fine if Michigan State manages to only lose one game is to Ohio state. I'm pretty sure that means we're locked in for the Rose bowl. So yeah. that's kind of my, there's, there's an opportunity for Michigan state and Utah to meet in the Rose bowl, a, a very outside possibility, but nonetheless <laughs> a possibility, uh, which would be really fucking cool. I'd absolutely be going to that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100% be going to that. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of like, I think honestly, best case scenario as I obviously I want to make the playoff, making right. the playoff. is huge. It's, it's huge for a brand for Mel Tucker. It's huge for just the exposure, um but as we can see from last weekend's game which so far has had like over nine million viewers the michigan state michigan game which is the highest of the season oh yeah you know we had a lot of eyeballs like michigan state has already kind of announced itself again and being like hey listen like look 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 at us you know um type of thing so but obviously making the playoff is huge but my alternate scenario would be ohio state getting in we managed to somehow only lose one game to ohio state and go to the rose bowl and then You know, I would like Oregon in there would be kind of interesting. I I like that all conferences are kind of, but I I I don't think Oregon's good to be honest. No. I would, if if I'm going to swap out Oregon, it's going to be for Cincinnati. Um, absolutely for Cincinnati. Right. I think they deserve it at this point, and mainly right. just to put that argument to rest. If they get beat, then they get beat. That's, but at least it, they were that's there. exactly
0: what I was to say. Like you you have to you can only put it off for so many years before we just need to see it for ourselves. And if you put them in there and they get you know curb stomp fifty two to seven. Then you can you can take that from that point on and move on and be like, listen, we are not putting another non-power. F- well, not we can't say not going to, but like in a situation like this, we've seen it play out, and these teams just aren't going to compete with you know the big the power fives. So I, I agree with you. Uh, I just want I want Boomer sooner to get in because I think that they're a much different team with Caleb Williams, and you know they won ugly the first what was it three four games before they ditched Spencer Rattler. Uh, But I think Oklahoma, if they went out and they play as well as they have been with Caleb Williams, uh, they could be a a fun team to watch in the playoffs. Because that's just a high-flying, you know, score as many points as possible. Like, when Oklahoma played Georgia that one year, that was probably one of the best. I mean, there's a lot of talk about which games could be the best college football games ever, but that was so much fun. And I think Oklahoma with Caleb Williams is a way better team, but we'll see. I, I, I agree with you on Oregon. I don't, I think they beat Ohio state early and, you know, Ohio state was kind of, you know, the thing with Ohio state is they just, they kind of go through players uh, at a much higher pace than a lot of teams. So there, there, there are learning curves to be had at the beginning of seasons and you can do all the training camps you want, but until you get reps, you know, you're not, you're not going to see live game action necessarily to actually get in the games. Uh, but I agree. The Ohio State is is a really, really good team, uh, and they obviously have playoff intentions every year for valid reasons. So, my ultimate scenario: drop Bama, I guess, Sad Roll Tide, and then just throw throw Oklahoma in there if it's my world. But it's not my world, Kyle. What do I know? Or Wake Forest? You never know. That could be fun. No, that be fuck very fun, no so. not Wake Forest. <laughs> God no. That'd be
1: interesting. So. Uh, but anyway, so let's uh, let's just really quick, we'll touch on Michigan State-Michigan, because that was the whole crush pod last week. have to. Uh, absolutely just one of the most incredible, like as somebody who's been invested in this rivalry, and I know a lot of people kind of know about it from per, right. uh, the, uh, kind of the periphery a little bit, but I mean, that was absolutely everything that you love about college football oh. in, in one game. I mean, it has to be a huge rivalry game, so much on the line with how highly ranked both teams are. And, I mean, you, like I said, we kind of have the two ships passing the night. We have Jim Harbaugh, who's in year seven. Mel Tucker, who's in year basically one and a half. Right. Uh, and and uh, to have a statement win like this, I mean, because every year leading up to it's like, oh, Michigan's lucky. Michigan State, or excuse me, Michigan State's lucky, the fluke, the punt, you know, all that. Like And right. even now, Michigan's trying to, all oh, the refs and this and that. And it's like, hey, you know, just fuck off with that. Michigan State it was the better team over four quarters. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the, I mean, it took a little longer, but you know they stayed with it. They kept chopping. But I just from an outsider's perspective, and this isn't just a you know a little puff piece for me. But what did you see from a neutral perspective from that game? <laughs>
0: well, I I have to point out <laughs> that for people who don't know Kyle, he he is a uh, I'm gonna shut this game off very early if things don't seem to be going Absolutely. right. And we got that text early. I, I believe it was well, it was the the first interception or what, what was the first turnover where you texted and said, oh, I'm just turning it off. Was it the, uh, anyways, regardless. So, so early in the game, you know, obviously it, it felt a little wonky, but for my perspective, the thing that kind of made me from an outsider's perspective think like, you know, Michigan state has, has arrived. Like the Mel Tucker era has arrived was your guys' ability to, you know, kind of overcome those turnovers. Cause it, it, this is a big game. It's a rival game. Turnovers are going to happen. And I think in years past, and again, I haven't studied the film like you have. I'm not as close to the program as you are. I feel like those were kind of, as soon as those did happen, and I think it's kind of indicative of why you wanted to shut the game off early. Uh, when those happened, it was a monumental task to try to overcome those and, and stay in that game. And so I think that the big difference for this one was it, you guys, Mel Tugger, stayed the course. He, it, went, it was never, you know, when you guys were down or up uh, or tied, whatever it was. He played Mel Tucker's game. He played the Spartan brand of football. And at the end of the day, like that's that's what for me, again, was kind of the like aha, like Michigan State and under Mel Tucker has made it was just stayed the course, turnovers happened, you guys came out, you know, just nothing crazy, weren't panic mode, didn't do anything special, just played your game. And, and you and you was you highlighted the player you needed to play, you know, highlight Walker the third. The dude's gonna win the Heisman. I just I want to put money on it, but if we he live keeps in Utah. It up, absolutely, it, yeah. But that's the thing. Is like it's it's so easy once like you know you know football. It seems like a long game, like you know because you think like fifteen minute quarters, but in reality, it, it it goes by relatively quick, especially when you're running the ball, right? And so. I think when when you know you guys were down a little bit or you know the turnovers happened, it, I think it would be very easy to go into panic mode and be like, "Man, like we need to get yards, we need to get touchdowns quick, and just start airing the ball out," which maybe this is, isn't necessarily the strong suit of you guys. Absolutely, but Absolutely. no, it, it was. Listen, Walker the third is going to win us this football game, and we did just that. You guys did just that. Like it, it which was is such a you, luxury you,
1: to have because, like you said, if you
0: run the ball, that just keeps moving the clock, right? Right. So, <laughs> not which a lot which of is a scary proposition, down. though, right? Like if, if you're yeah. not winning the game. it's a scary proposition to be like okay we're gonna keep running this ball because the clock's gonna keep running like okay are we gonna are we gonna fuck ourselves are we gonna run out of time because we insist on running the ball and we're down no like that, that, that thought never even seemed to cross Mill Tiger's mind. It was we're gonna work that ball because once you make a respective run game it opens up a little bit more to your quarterback that's more favorable instead of you know relying on the quarterback to have to make plays with his arm you're letting Walker the third set up those plays for just very easy underneath little crossing routes some play actions which he, he executed those perfectly. Like, those were all super well-timed. You know, he took his shots when he needed to. But other than that, they had a game plan. They talked about it all week, I'm sure. And they came in, they executed it, and came out and won. So for me, if I summed it up, like I said, it's, it's Mel Tucker and the Spartans have arrived. Like, this is what we've been waiting, and it's come to fruition. Right. Nobody expected it either, right? And we just, you know, we we made those
1: those moves with the transfer portal. We used it well because the transfer portal is not always going to hit. You know, you have right. to find people right. who are going to be, you have to have that culture, like we mentioned. You have to have that culture around exactly. and uh, the keep chopping mentality. I love that because that, that's exactly what it was. You're down. Like uh, It was when they went up 30 to 14 where I was like, oh, and right. especially I, I would say the one call. That technically it, it was the correct call and it, it did go to the review, but the sack fumble that ended up that would have been a touchdown for Michigan. That would have been the nail in the coffin, absolutely. Right. And Michigan still got uh three points out of it because they got the ball back and kicked it. But it, it, I mean that one, yeah, it was very close. But there are definite, definitive angles that show that the the shin was down, which that technically uh, uh, does call the play dead. So hey, I you know what? I'll, I'll absolutely take it. And but but for the Michigan fans, Rich Eisen's bitch ass to get out there and say it's it's this and that and blah blah blah. You know, as if the Big Ten wants Michigan, who is by far their second highest brand, to to be screwed by the refs. No, like they don't. Like why would they want little Michigan State to to rock the boat this much? Right. They don't. So. Right. Enough for that nonsense, but I, I would say the biggest thing, because it was all like, oh, the Mel Tucker at LSU is a, a distraction. Obviously not. No. Obviously it was not a distraction. No. The biggest distraction came with, it was with Michigan and everybody talking about their quarterback situation, because everyone wanted to see J.J. McCarthy, the five-star freshman, because while Macman, McNamara has been very good all season, you know, you're like, could you rely on him? And Mac, McNamara was fucking balling out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Balling oh, yeah. out. And for Jim Arvada to even think for a second to to take that out, is just that's that's how you can tell all the chatter was getting to him. Like, oh, right. he's he's not innovative enough. He's not willing to take the risk. Look at Oklahoma. They pulled their quarterback. Obviously, that was the wrong move because that fumble by J.J. McCarthy McCarthy basically sealed, I mean, not sealed the game for us because we still had to go down the score, but that was the one that completely opened the door because they right. could have had control, gone down and scored, and it would have been, been pretty much game over. And it was that chatter that got to him, you know. And that's just, oh, that and was just. That listen, that, I couldn't believe it. I, I really right.
0: couldn't believe it when I was watching that that he b- went back in there and then he fumbled the snap like that. That's what I'm saying. That that's he's a bad coach. And I was tweeting it during the game. It, it, he, everybody buys into the, the Harbaugh name, and I will say he is he's a great recruiter. He goes and has slumber parties with you know teenage boys. Take that for what it's worth. But you know he goes and he's a great recruiter, keep him you know, put him in a recruiting role of some capacity, but he's just not there' there's moments in the game like the one you just outlined where you looked and you're like, if if you have intentions of winning this game, let alone ever being like a college football playoff contender, you, you can't you can't be doing that like there were just weird moments and decisions that were made where it's like, now you're not even going to win this game, let alone like be taken serious for the rest of the season. And so I, I, I think Mel Tucker in the whole LSU chatter and whatever else, I, I gotta believe that you know Michigan State throws you know the brake truck at him and try to get him to stay. And I, I think he buys into it because for him to have the success that he's having and to come in and win that game, because well he's only in his what second year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll have to send you some of the videos and stuff and like that really show kind of the behind the scenes and the in depth. It's just like it, we have completely marketed ourselves our social media team is fucking top notch i know we have the most social media interactions out of any school in the nation right now uh which that is a huge aspect of the game oh absolutely um but uh, like the the camera crews and like just kind of the production crew that we have behind the scenes i know other schools have some decent ones as well but mike there's some just absolutely incredible things and like i i don't understand what and we've already talked about this, but there's nothing after seeing the behind the scenes and stuff. There's nothing that LSU can offer outside of a few no. extra million, which don't get me wrong. Obviously, that that could be something that that wouldn't be achievable at Michigan State right now. No. Uh, I mean, the brand, everything. I fucking love the helmets, by the way. The helmets oh, yeah. that they unveiled, oh, yeah. super clean, super crisp. I love that. No neon, thank God. No. Um, but yeah, after seeing that. It's uh, you know, like I said, money talks, but at the end of the day, there's only so much that money can offer at this point. But right. fucking incredible game, well, incredible game. Right, yeah. Uh, I it was it was honestly it's it's pretty much I think eclipsed or I think almost eclipsed the trouble with the snap game because of the I would say because of what was at stake. Obviously, we went to the playoff that year, so I can't be you know there's a lot at stake there. But I think just for the direction of the program and everything like that, like this, the the trouble with the snap and the playoff for Mark Dantonio and D'Antonio was kind of the culmination of a long process, whereas right. we're we're almost here with year two of Mel Tucker. He's got a lot of work to do still with some of these games coming
0: up. Right. But, God, just fucking, that was so cool. No, that was such yeah. a fun game. But, but in, in uh, one more point I'll make, and then we can move on. But you, when you look at Michigan State in a bigger spectrum, right? Like, for Mel Tucker, he, he doesn't strike me. We, we kind of talked about it earlier. Like, he doesn't strike me as a guy who is in this to go, you know, pop around and make the big bucks and do that. Like you look at how they worshiped D'Antonio before when he was in his heyday, like Tom Izzo is a God. Like there's no reason for Mel Tucker to ever leave Michigan state. Right. Like, and you got the he, support. Yeah. He uh-huh. only has two it's... year, two, two recruiting cycles under his belt. And he already knows how to use the transfer portal to his advantage. Like right. once you start getting these things and like, he's already positioned Michigan state, like, in the like you mentioned with the the social media presence, and everything those are as big of a recruiting tool as anything a coach can ever do. Sitting in their in the players' living room, yeah, players nowadays are so tapped into social media and everything that like if you have a good social media program and you're you're putting content out and you're highlighting players, you're making just sick you know highlight reels right. and this and that. Like that's probably the best recruiting tool you have in your pocket, second to you know obviously the coach himself, but. Yeah, I, I, for me, and again, I don't have any super deep ties with Michigan State like you do, but from my perspective, I would love to see him stay because I, like, I just Michigan State will kiss the kiss the ground you walk on if you can continue to have you know success like you've right. been having, and like you said, this is just the start. Right, and
1: a lot of it, it uh, comes from the Tom Izzo support, like you mentioned. Uh, Mel Tucker makes, I think, double what Tom Izzo makes right now. Right. And Tom Izzo's okay with that. Tom Izzo's been there long enough. He's made his money, right? Like, he he just doesn't need any more money. But the fact that right. he's willing to kind of play that second fiddle. And you saw him on game day and come out. Oh, and he's yeah. high five and super pumped and fired up. I mean, he's just he loves it because it's it's as much of a recruiting tool. Being good at football puts everything else on the map. I mean, you right. look at, like, the likes of Alabama now. LSU, right. all these right. traditional football programs are now having basketball. It's because all that money trickles down to all those other little programs exactly. like college basketball, and look look what happened. It was just a little bit of the inverse from Michigan State where traditionally we are, you know, I, I would say we've established ourselves as a basketball school. Now, a little bit of
0: both, right. which um, you'll have to see it. Listen, so, Tom, Tom anyways, Izzo, 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 you know, maybe, maybe makes, you know, a, a half what Bill no Tucker makes. You know that Tom Izzo has a special booth in a steakhouse in East Lansing, and he just goes <laughs> there all, all the time. Needs. That's all he needs. That's all those basketball coaches, those He's old a little guys, all they need. <laughs> little guy from the UP, you
1: know, from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and just like just living the dream. So good for him, uh, Sparty. On if you guys want to hop on the bandwagon, please do. I need all the all the energy and all the vibes. This is really fucking cool. There we go. So, we never thought we'd be here, but uh, to kind of touch on just a few games yep. from from last weekend. Um, Wisconsin over Iowa, uh, Iowa's frauds, B- big fucking shocker there. Um, right. Baylor over Texas, uh, Tuck Texas, obviously. Tuck-fexis. So that, that Baylor sneaky, sneaky, really, really solid right now. Which, which uh, a lot of momentum. Seven and one. A lot of momentum.
0: Is that that dance we're doing right? Where they're like Baylor being good is going to help Oklahoma. Absolutely. In the long run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's same with yep. Oklahoma State. Like, it, like the, those two guys are doing a favor, whether they want to admit it or not, to Oklahoma. It, whereas the Cincinnati sorry but anyways continue yep and then our you know maybe the the demise
1: of of manny diaz was a little exaggerated on our part because they (laughs) miami has had quite the little turnaround now beating a ranked uh pit team on the road um tyler van dimes is looking really solid right now Mm but back-to-back wins against uh a ranked north carolina state and a ranked pittsburgh um you know good for miami to kind of get things back in the track you know the it's, we, I I want Miami to be good, not only for Brandon's sake, but because that's just fun. They're just right. one of those teams that just like, man, you see the colors, you see the swag and, and you know, it would be really cool to see what like an actual legit Miami team could produce. I hate that they play at Hard Rock Stadium, get them their own little stadium and,
0: you know, well, pack it out, but who, Kyle and the 24 hours <laughs> I spent in Miami, uh, I don't know where, where are going to put it? Miami's a shithole, Right. But anyways, I yeah. digress. Uh, yeah, I, I agree I, because yeah. Miami, Miami has its own brand of football, right? Like it, it's it's the U. It, they're you know they're the best athletes, kind of explosive players. Like you know it's it's fun when Miami is good. So now the question that I have to ask myself, and I'm sure a lot of people are asking, even if he wins out, is that enough? for Diaz to keep his job you think or right i mean yeah. how do we how do we feel like <laughs>
1: i i it depends how the honestly. if he if he's able to win out absolutely or maybe okay. if he loses okay. one you know one more let me let me pull it up real quick um because there's they something too especially i'll, I'll rattle them to
0: you real quick they got georgia tech fsu uh virginia tech and duke that's the remaining slate all unranked but that's the remaining right. slate
1: But then you look at it. Okay, so they they lost to Michigan State, and they were competitive. Michigan State's now the number three team in the the country. They lost to Alabama. Alabama's number two. Obviously, they got blown out by Alabama. Um, Lost by two points to Virginia, who's, who's a decently tough team. Lost by three points to North Carolina. So, really, if you're looking at the two games, outside of the two games against Alabama and Michigan State, which, like, those were just better teams, they've lost those other two games by a total of five points um and then yeah so georgia tech florida state virginia tech and duke there's no reason they can't win out absolutely um and that could really be kind of sometimes i feel like there are coaches who get let go like one season before that they could really get something together right um and i i think manny's gonna stick it out for one more and he's gonna make it one more season especially if he can win out absolutely so go go canes That's, that's fun I I, I um, agree
0: I agree but I will say even if he does one out I think that that does not remove him from the hot seat going into next season right because I think yeah. they're a little bit they're a little bit on the Texas wavelength and now you talked about it I, I do see what you're saying Alabama Michigan State like uh, those are two very good football teams now so you can those are palpable L's uh, but I I think that it's just again they, like they've been so I don't want to say irrelevant but dormant if you will for so long that I agree with you like he may be on the cusp now but he has to go into next season and has to just perform yeah yep and and,
1: and really if you look at those other two losses the Virginia one uh was just a missed field goal that should be made to win it uh, but there's some coaching decisions like in that last drive. Uh, and then the North Carolina one, they were driving to either tie it, win it, or whatever, and it deflects off a helmet and is intercepted, right? The la- like one of the last plays. So it's just, they were so close. They were so close. But uh, moving on, uh, Georgia, uh, what a wild game because it was 0-0 in the first quarter. It was 0-0 pretty much uh, all the way through the second quarter. Georgia gets three points. And then with two minutes left in the half, and I don't think I've ever seen this, with two minutes left in the half, they have... Um, a rushing touchdown so they went up 10 nothing they get the ball back really quick i think it was from turnover um which georgia then converts so the the score chart is with two minutes and 16 seconds left they score the rushing touchdown with a minute and a half left they score a passing touchdown and then they get a pick six with 15 seconds left so within the blink of an eye it went from three nothing to 24 nothing I mean, like that's just crazy. And in, in Florida, want to talk about another program off the rails? God, boy, have they fallen four and four now. Well, well. The, when, poor Heath. We'll have to, we'll have to get Heath on the pod here soon
0: to, to discuss. Yeah, when Dan Mullen says, oh, "I don't, I don't really pay attention to recruiting until after the season." I mean, I get yeah. what you're saying, but you can't say that, like, especially yeah. when you're the the boosters are looking at you under a little bit of a microscope. You can't just be saying stuff
1: like yeah. that. Uh, Auburn over Ole Miss. Bo Nix is really, you know, kind of turning it on again. Um, You know, that that was kind of an exciting game. Ohio State over Penn State. A close close game for a minute, but you know, kudos to Penn State for really showing up after the debacle nine overtime loss to to Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Um, No kidding. uh, Notre Dame over North Carolina. Uh, Utah over UCLA. Utah still kind of controls its own destiny, which is really fun. We play tomorrow night, Friday night against Stanford, so that's kind of wild. Um, and then San Diego State uh, the mighty mighty undefeated San Diego State uh, lost to Fresno State Fresno State always happens to be
0: good as well so that's just one of those and things, again but. I hate to admit when you're right Kyle I do it hurts me inside but you called that from the get go that Fresno State is going to be it's going to be it's going to be frisky state because <laughs> <laughs> they yep, have absolutely. I mean <laughs> yep,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I think losses fun. against like USC I can't remember who else they lost to but yeah that's a big win I My was watching for uh, well
0: it, was, it wasn't last week probably two weeks ago uh, they threw the old Fresno State versus the mighty Wyoming pokes on the old television. That was a fun game to watch just because, you know, just one for the crowd that you can imagine in Laramie, Wyoming. It was everything you'd expect it to be. A lot of overalls, not a lot of shirts being worn underneath those overalls. Been to, I've been to a game there, that's and it's, right, the that's right. been. Yeah. it's the coldest I've ever been. It's the coldest I've ever been. It is Jesus not. Jesus we, we were there in July. We stopped there to go on way to Shine for tear Days. And at nighttime, I didn't bring any hoodies or anything. And we were walking around at night kind of going bar to bar. I was like, it's, it's fucking cold. It's July. Yeah. And it's fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. So that was uh, that was Week 9. So really in Week 10, you know, we're not going to spend too much time because we are already cooking here. Um, you know, Michigan State, like I said, plays uh, Purdue, the spoiler makers. Hopefully Purdue used all their magic to, to upset Iowa, um, but that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a big focus game for Michigan State. Yep. Um, not really a whole lot in the morning. Miami-Georgia Tech at 10.30. Uh, Georgia Tech is always kind of the, the thorn or the, the, excuse me, the stinger in the side of Miami. So we'll see if Miami can really kind of get this hype train rolling uh, toward the end of the season. Wake Forest, North Carolina, I think this is honestly the toughest test so far for Wake Forest. And that's mm-hmm. not saying much because North Carolina has not been great. Um, My poor Tar Heels. Ohio State, Nebraska, like Nebraska, I think it's just finally rolled over officially. I thought for for a second they would they'd still make it frisky, but yeah, no, I, I think they've they've kind of. Just I think over I think
0: completely. that Scott Frost would rally with the troops a little bit because um, I mean they, they they have been in the games that they've lost. They they, sure. they were in it with Michigan, um, but you you can only like you said you can only take so many beatings before you kind of just accept your fate. Uh, I think Ohio State wins that one convincingly, probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Auburn, Texas AM. That's uh that's a pretty wild game. Yep. Um yeah, a lot lot of, lot on the line there. So yeah, that's probably one that you could dial in to watch. I gotta help Emma's brother move on Saturday so we'll see <laughs> how much actual football I get to watch. Uh but start the nightcap, you get like LSU Bama, you know, Pama's favorite by twenty eight and a half. You never know never, though. Yeah. Pama's favorite by twenty eight and a half. The that's, coach uh, O
0: farewell tour could be very much alive. Michigan,
1: Indiana. That's at five thirty. That game is uh, at Michigan Stadium. So we'll see how Michigan responds after the, the heartbreaking loss to the Spartans. As uh, you just love to see it. Um, yeah, you know, USC, Arizona State, San Diego State, Hawaii. Nothing, nothing really special. No. But at this point, it's just now like which teams, which teams look ahead, which teams are reading their own headlines, right? Especially right. something like Michigan State. Uh, we'll see if we can stay focused and not not have a letdown after a very very big emotional victory but yeah we'll see we shall see but anything else mike as we wrap up this which has already been quite a long pod approaching right. almost an hour but anything else we want to dabble in or, or touch on before mm. we uh on out of here and then get get geared up no, for the weekend
0: no you know I, I, you know i'll be I'll be live in Minneapolis you know to tune in i I, I'll try to tweet as much as I can. We all know my brain capacity is limited to begin with, and who knows how much brain capacity I'll have left by kickoff. And um, see if I still got it with the college kids. Probably don't, but we'll we'll see, Kyle. Um, but no, I like you said. I think at this point, if if you're especially in Michigan State and you're you're up in the in the conversation for the football playoffs, you you just gotta you just got to buckle down and i think you know as long as michigan state kind of stays the course and doesn't try to stray away from what they've done i think they'll be okay uh, i think oklahoma needs to start putting putting it together and like really you know throttling teams because if they kind of get a lackluster game and that bleeds into a you know a baylor an oklahoma state game they are very prone to kind of mess that up um and in Cincinnati, I think at this point you just gotta hang as many style points as you can on teams, and then hope that somebody above you trips up because it's just it's right. unfortunate where you're at. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's pretty cut and dry moving forward. Um, we'll talk basketball. Maybe next week, maybe a week after that. I, I don't know. We'll Michigan State, out, Kansas.
1: Though. We got kind of the Champions Classic stuff. So, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on the bigger games, obviously, but especially right. with how it's. If, if Michigan State was really bad, I'd say absolutely. Let's let's transition to college basketball. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, there's, there's, still, yeah there's still a lot of meat left on this bone. So, we will. Uh, so, stay tuned, guys. But yeah, follow us on Name Image Podcast on Twitter. That's at Name Image Pod. Uh, Mike will be. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe, from, maybe i'll from, do we're a, gonna see minnesota mike minneapolis mike yeah, uh, yeah, the, 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 the cousin to, to mason mike that we know
0: and we're love. taking, we're taking um, my talents across state lines but uh maybe i'll do a dick vital move and i'll just periscope the game you know he always pops right? off with some dumbass <laughs> periscopes
1: <pops>. so <laughs> i love it i love it but yeah stay tuned to that so yeah follow us at name image pod um like review subscribe share this with a friend uh we're on spotify uh, it's it's you know guys. I say it every week, but it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to it. Um, once again, thanks, Big JJ, for being a great sport about it last week. Uh, especially taking that L, but you know, being on there for the pod made it a lot of fun. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll feature some more guests in the future. I think it's uh, I think it's a good time to get some different different views and, and voices on the pod. but We'll see from that. So uh, for Big Mike, uh, I'm Kyle. Thanks again for listening to Name Image podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Have you. Skip, we know Skip, mm-hmm. Skip. I know yeah, skill yeah. like We're that Skip. Heavy. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.